seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Video Nasty's podcast, my name's Christopher Brown. We've already spoken about the impact, and indeed the film, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead from 1968, George A. Romero's um, debut feature. Um, didn't do much for Romero at the time, but um, laid the groundwork to show that independent horror cinema was possible. In its wake came numerous films that were filmed not necessarily within the LA studio system but outside of that system because Night of the Living Dead famously being filmed in Pittsburgh using his own production company and his own crew the film itself as well though that impact it's not like well, it's not like Dawn of the Dead which we'll get on to in the future Dawn's impact sits far more in terms of loads of zombie movies and, you know, the, 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 the template for, for Dawn very much uh, begins the um, everything from up to Walking Dead in terms of its impact. But Night, um, there weren't many films that kind of said, looked at Night the Living Dead, I could do that. Uh, one of them was um, The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue, the George Growl film that we've spoken about. In the in the uh, in season one of Vigilante's podcast, and there's this film as well. Um, a, it's kind of um, impacted by and influenced in terms of its filmmaking, in terms of the story. It's a zombie movie, it has a spooky kid in it, in the same way Night of the Living Dead does. Although in this case, it's a bit different in case of why the kid's spooky. But there's also um, how it's made as well. Romero's. Um, impact was um, to show that you know you too could make a film and do it in your own outside the system which is impressive however when it comes to Robert Vuskassian's 1977 uh, debut and only film The Child although the film itself is interesting intriguing and unusual sadly it did not lead on for him for a, a lengthy career making films face of an angel, the heart of a killer, the power of the devil. I want to know who you're meeting in the cemetery. I don't have to tell you anything. I'm going to work for them. I'm going to take care of Rosalie Norton. The death of parents when a child is rather young, it leaves you feeling so alone. I have friends. They do favors for me. What kind of favors? You'll find out. Stay right here. I'll be right back.
All right, who's in here? <laughs> Rosalie, stop it! They're going to come and hurt you both. Hurt you bad. The child wants to play hide and go kill. Who's in here? Her power is unearthly. You go away, Rosalie. Go away and leave me alone. Her acts monstrous. Her secret electrifying of unspeakable evil. Child, a terrifying thriller. So the story uh, follows a newly hired housekeeper who goes to a big old spooky American house in a remote part of the state. The place looks a bit out of time. Um, all the decor and the fashions appear to be earlier. The cars look like they might be from the 50s. But this isn't clear in terms of um, why, <laughs> for starters. But also it isn't clear in terms of if um, you know where we are so it's, it's kind of out of place, shall we say, and that fits the, the tone of the story. Anyway, this uh, housekeeper, Rosalie, played by uh, Rosalie Cole, discovers that her new employer has an 11-year-old daughter, the person she's meant to be looking after, and uh, has supernatural powers. She's able to uh, dig up the graves and, and play with the bodies or summon up the bodies of uh, people in the graveyard and also um, manipulate them to attack those that have wronged her. In this case, seeking revenge on the people she believes to be responsible for her mother's death. And she has this gang of uh, flesh-eating zombies with her to, uh, to carry out this attack. The film was made by director Robert Voskanian, who um, set up his own production company uh, with the, uh, in, 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 the, in the desire to kind of um, create, his own, um, create his own movie. He did this in the same guise that Romero did and managed to raise a similar kind of budget that Romero needs at $100,000. Voskanian is an Armenian uh, who was born in Iran. And that might explain some of the decision-making processes and why the film feels a little unusual and different. By stepping outside the mainstream and creating his own world and his own team, he hits upon problems that we see time and again. In a film like, for example, Honeymoon Horror, a film that um, has grand ideas and a desire to be a big slasher and indeed kind of makes, it, makes itself very famous so that nothing else is seen by lots of people even though they didn't make any money. But um, in terms of actually breaking through um, and you know, creating a, a product that might seem a bit, you know, look a bit better and a bit classier, struggled. You know, with the child, what we see is a number of 
actors who are doing their first and for many of them their only acting gig um, feeling a little stifled and a little off the uh, the old lady in this film is appears to be um, you know very much uh, despite her age uh, given the impression of somebody who who hadn't performed that much in front of the camera um, the film is also dubbed in post production in this case the post production um, means that uh, the uh, the voices sound quite off and quite strange the story itself is unusual. A child that's able to summon the dead and has a, a, a power behind her. The zombies look um, strange, particularly later on when you see them in the daylight. Rightly so, the director attempts to kind of keep them in the shadows for a fair, for a fair chunk of the runtime, so it's not quite so averse what they look like. That makes them more frightening. However, when he does show them, the um, they seem. Um, Unlike the zombies that Romero um, prides by, and you can very much see the uh, the makeup and the fact that these people are wearing full body suits. So on the negative pile, then, you know, uh, a heady mix of bad acting, or you know, still strange, unusual acting, uh, a dub which is clearly a dub job, um, and. Uh, Budgetary constraints, and itself a, a script, which um, was written by a guy called Ralph Lucas, who was um, who well, is an actor who'd appeared in things like Decca and um, uh, 2005's uh, low budget The Call the Call of Cthulhu, and indeed appears this is one of the monsters, but also wrote. A number of uh, films as well, in particular uh, the screenplay for uh, 1977's Plants of the Dinosaurs and uh, created low-budget director video horror thriller Zipperface from 1992. So he's he's been around and done stuff. Originally titled Hide and Go Kill, the um, the film was picked up by Harry Novak, who uh, put a fair amount of Distribution behind it. Now we know Novak before, as he's appeared. He's, he's appeared. He uh, we spoke about him at length when we discussed Axe way back, way back in season one of Video Nasties. Novak was a notorious uh, exploitation uh, distributor, and uh, saw some potential in the child enough that apparently he managed to put it in one thousand one hundred theaters over the years and over the country. This seems strange. It seems strange because the child um, feels quite out of place. The film itself is, as we said, um, well, what I've done there is I've listed lots of reasons why it isn't great. And um, that's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's there, you know, it's a bit, it looks odd, and there's a, uh, you know, the, the, the Dublin's strange, but, you know, why do we watch, you know, it, it feels like a Euro Cine film, in truth. Which is why I think it it does work on some levels. It's uh, it's off kilter action, and it's a um, strange tone of feel. Aside from a really unusual plot, kind of gives this a, a dreamy late night quality to it. You watch it, kind of think, yeah, this is you know this is really unusual and strange. The characters are. Uh, 
are all acting a little bit off kilter. This weird kid, there's loads of mist and people uh, hiding in the bushes and kind of, you know, wandering around the, the woods. Incidentally, despite its uh, attempts at a timelessness, this is clearly filmed in LA. The film also manages to deliver on a purely the film also manages to deliver on a purely um, vicious kind of um, violent note. It's a, it's really gory, particularly the the our zombie kills feature you know, quite cl- violent close-ups of people with part of their face ripped off. Now let's not get too excited. There's nothing in this film that uh, matches some of the gore of other films on the nasties list, like you know, off the top of my head, particularly zombie ones like Dawn of the Dead or Zombie Flesh Eaters. That said, the film does uh, contain some. It feels quite jarring, really. Um, if it was an American, you could easily put this in with you know some Jean Rollin, although it doesn't include quite so many new vampires that Rollin would probably would have put in to kind of perk it up a bit, or Naked Zombies, um, or Jess Franca as well. It feels within that kind of ilk. So fans of that kind of slightly more unusual um, midnight movie, dreamlike quality will probably get something out of it. The film also features a um, bare bones, shall we say, quite uh, quite quite raw, uh, basic, I should say, really, um, soundtrack by a guy called Rob Wallace, who is better known for writing music for video games, such as Mario Is Missing, um, Peanuts Funhouse, those kind of uh, N64 DOS... Um, you know, SNES games, I suppose. It's not particularly a an amazing um, soundtrack, but it does add a discordant um, electronic offness, which, again, matches the... Oh, matches or jars and kind of creates a, a slightly more unsettling mood against 1950s cars, this kind of old house um, wandering off into the woods. As I say... It doesn't surprise. It's not that surprising that the film has been created by an Armenian, um, simply because it doesn't. Although you know he w- was schooled in film in America, um, it doesn't quite have um, the same uh, fundamentals and ideas that would um, you know sit with what was a standard Hollywood film at the time, or indeed even a standard American low budget independent horror movie. Bearing in mind, you know, this is 1977, we're talking Star Wars territory, and this kind of sneaks out onto the, uh, on 42nd Street, uh, is, a, is a very different part of that kind of um, cinema experience. So Voskanian effectively has made a interesting, unusual film for uh, a very, you know, a film that contains cult appeal, something that you can't just lash on and go, yeah, lads, get onto this, you know. It's um, something for the, the more horror, low-budget connoisseurs, you know, a kind of acquired taste that uh, that uh, matches, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, this isn't going to please the Friday the 13th crowd necessarily. No offence to Friday the 13th fans. What I mainly meant was it's probably not a film that um, you could take uh, your girlfriend to and she'd be like, wow, that was, you know, easy and fun to follow. Um it's kind of dreamlikeness. 
The Viscanian, after that, um, doesn't make any films, which immediately puts you into panic mode. Well, what's he doing now? Where is he? Well, I gave him one film fucking 40-odd years ago and then disappeared off the face of the planet. Well, what he did was um, stay in L.A., and run a number of uh, venues, working on uh, disco venues, discos uh, through the, uh, the the 80s and 90s, before ploughing a, a, a sum of money into relaunching and reopening the Million Dollar Theatre in LA. At that point, the theatre had been a church, then it closed. Now, he opened in uh, 2008, and sadly it closed in 2012. However, um, the work that he obviously did to bring that venue back up to snuff means that the Million Dollar Theatre is now used on occasion, opened for um, historical screenings, and you know, a, so he, he has a, you know his his legacy sits beyond um, the child and uh, into more uh, more physical, if that makes sense, world beyond art into a, the very housing of the art. So that's a uh, Fair fucks to him. Nice, nice play. So here we have a um, an unusual film. Obviously, you know it's a, a film that has its fans. Um, uh, if you're going to seek it out, uh, I would recommend it. Sits very well um, later on in the evening, shall we say, and let it kind of wash over you as you might do a, a full sheet. Though it's certainly not as violent as a full sheet, but um, it certainly has more to give it. Um, credit for than you would expect i mean let's that, be honest with you this is a film that appears on v- on cinemas and then kind of vanished appeared on vhs and vanished and then kind of popped up on dvd in america using on something weird and over here on various uh deep v- v- lower budget dvd titles their dvd chains lines and didn't really kind of capture the imagination, but has slowly kind of grown a, a, a base that it appreciates. And I suppose, you know, um, even though it's in a, a box set with, um, not, I, I it's, it, it, you, you've got to really tune in to those uh, American Grindhouse releases, uh, things from Arrow, I, I think, you know, they're not all, um, not, they're not all gold on them. And, uh, but this is probably one of those. It's any more interesting films, as long as you're willing to get past the dubbing and the acting, which I suppose is true if you're watching a lot of Euro cine stuff anyway, let alone just because it's American doesn't really mean it doesn't fit in, in a different role or a different guise for that. That's a very long-winded way of saying check it out. At the very least, it's also on YouTube as well, so knock yourself out. Soon, the way you heard about The Omen and Carrie, you'll hear about The Child. <laughs> Friends, they do favors for me. What kind of favors? You'll find out. Let's play hide and go kill. A terrifying screen thriller. The Child Rated R. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Apologies for the delay in getting this out. I've been full of cold. Um... I, after this, I will need to go back and re-edit this to cut out me coughing and spluttering and also why uh, I sound quite so uh, husky at the moment. Um, come straight out of Christmas with all sorts of uh, illnesses and ailments, unfortunately. Uh, next week, uh, we will be dealing with um, the 1981 slasher film, Dead Kids, also known as Strange Behaviour. Um, 
cult film, um, big for New Zealand, probably New Zealand's first uh, horror film. Um, uh, certainly, um, it doesn't get a huge amount of love over in the UK, but um, you know, it, it's uh, it does have a lot of cult appeal, shall we say? So uh, until then, oh, hang on, no, wait, hang on. Ooh. So, if you want to get hold of me? Please do my email address. It's videonastypodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at, at orange underscore monkey, or you can go to the website, videonastypodcast.com, or thelasthorrorpodcast.com and leave a message, and I'm sure that I will get back to you soon. So, until next time, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.